If you're looking for a community that includes worship, prayer, connections, encouragement, and the Word of God, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Godspot Podcast, powered by Elevated Faith. Hi, everybody. It's me, Allie. And Will. And here we are at the Godspot once again. And And what? And then <laughs> it's just a guy spot where we just talk, I guess. I guess. Yes. This has really become last week we joked about it about you being my sidekick, but like it, this is you just kind of slid on in there now. What what was that? I don't know. I, last week I kind of liked it. It was pretty cool. So uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll slide in when I get a chance if I'm not working or um, you know football season if it ever comes back. We'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> oh, football season. Oh. Some yeah. of our football fans out there, sports fans, athletes, all those. Yeah, we got to start coaching soon. And it's kind of crazy because I see a lot of people, uh, you know, some kids that I coach, they're coaching now or used to play in the NFL. Now they're coaching at different schools and they're doing these online coaching sessions. I'm like, how do you coach? I even asked them, I said, how do you coach online sports? It's like crazy. He said, man, we do video things. He actually, he actually showed me they have kids working out. Uh-huh on zoom so they're doing they're at home and they're doing workouts on zoom. well Jaden, he's in first grade but his his pe teacher it's not every day but um last week he actually did a zoom for the first and second graders and they the two coaches had them working out doing their 60 minute workout i was like oh my goodness so it was kind of like being you know on the pe on the pe field and just mm-hmm. doing their thing so it's 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 working Mm-hmm. It's definitely working. I said, Jaden, did you like that? He said, no. <laughs> I said, oh, so that, I said, is that what he tells you at, at class too? He's like, yeah. And I said, oh, okay. So he's consistent. That works. All right. That definitely works. <laughs> so everything else is going good except uh, I need a haircut. Hair is getting, <sighs> I it was going to get back like how long it was I think, in high school. We wanted to go back that long. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> let's go back. Let's go back to the eighties. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is going to be a special, this is kind of a semi-special episode, actually, because not only do I have you, I have Rico from Blessedimony joining us once again. Say hi to the listeners, Rico. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Rico has a nice little setup now. So what's happening with the name thing? What's going on with this? What's happening? Yeah, so... So my um sorry I was off outside the mic, but my my last name is Lane for those right. of y'all who don't know, and then the great uh, commandment is love God uh, first, and then just as importantly uh, love your neighbors. And so, and my name has that great commandment. So it just says love God and all neighbors eternally. And so that's just my reminder to doing those two great commandments. Uh-huh. Yeah, so so my wife she 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 does the little cricket things or she she hooked that up for me in the back. And nice. Well, okay, so. Jessica, we see you. We we gonna get her on real soon. We gonna see the face. Wow, okay. she yeah. she been trying to get me to get her a banner for a little while, but one time she wanted this big six foot banner. So I said that is way too big. Yeah. Uh, she'll eventually get one. Six but, uh, foot? I don't yeah, see what the, pro- you, you I don't see what the problem six, is. Six I, don't, I don't see what the problem <laughs> is. <laughs> it's a lot of space back there. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we're glad. Um, this evening is going to be really, really, I'm excited. Um, we have a special guest in the studio as well. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and we're going to just jump in and I'm going to introduce him. 
and he's going to correct me if I got anything wrong, please don't, you know, we're not the, I'm not the expert here, but if I got anything wrong, jump in, correct me. We have Dave Ebert, 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 see, okay. Hey, wasn't that a guy who used to do the, the movie thing? Wasn't that yeah. Ebert? Uh, she's going to Ebert, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry about that one. <laughs> okay. I'm not related to him, but uh, if I was, I probably wouldn't be living in an apartment. I'd have something a little bit bigger by now. But. Just a little bit bigger. <laughs> and you'd probably see every movie that was coming out. Right, even the ones that haven't been out yet, so I give it the big thumbs up. But <laughs> I do use I do use the last name for that reason. Like I'll be like, hey, as an Ebert, I give it two thumbs up. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, we're pushing for two thumbs up at the God Spot. <laughs> so well, Dave, we're off to a good start. So we'll we're see. off to a good start. <laughs> um, so Dave comes by way of Chicago. Is that correct? Yes. In Illinois. Um, yeah. And so Dave actually has a ministry and it's called Gifts for the number four glory. Mm-hmm. And what that entails, and, and we're going to let Dave come in, and he's going to really dig, jump in and explain every area of that ministry, because it's not just that ministry. There's also, it's an umbrella with other elements underneath that. And so, um, but Dave, he is an improviser. He is an actor. He is a speaker. He is a pastor who is getting his license through the Assemblies of God. So you're still pursuing that. Is that correct? Yep. I uh, just recently got my credential and uh, uh-huh. we'll be pursuing licensing uh, next year. And uh, so moving on up, uh, at least now I'm able to get the good parking spot at the uh, hospitals. Ah, there you go. When they ask you, you'd be like, Hey, but that's a good ticket. Cause I know when I was, uh, when I was a minister, I used to say, I'm not a pastor, but I am a reverend. I'm a minister, so I can park right here. And go okay. See, we're not. <laughs> but that's what it's for. It's as clergy. <laughs> but that's still the good spot. It's a good, great parking spot at the hospital. And he also is an improv coach. And so we're going to dive into all those. And he's going to talk about what the other ministries are, which is, um, I thought was really cool, Aha Men. How did it go from Aha Men into the... Um, well-versed comedy there we go so we're going to talk about all of that so welcome to the god spot Dave. i'm happy to be here (laughs) (laughs) so tell our listeners just just tell our listeners what what how who is dave and ministry and all that good stuff all right well thanks guys uh for having (laughs) me on it it's it's really great to be here um so my story um uh well, right now, what I'm doing is I uh, do improv as a ministry. I uh, do it as a performance. I have a group of Christians from uh, all different denominations. We have uh, somebody that's Catholic, uh, Evangelical Free. Uh, I'm Assemblies of God. So it's a variety of people because that's what heaven's going to look like. We have a variety mm. of people that are going to be there. Um, so we uh, just come together and uh, do clean comedy. We don't. Um, our comedy is not Christian in that we're doing something that's based on the Bible because you, you tell a very fine line when you try to do that. And we want to handle the word with respect. We never want to misrepresent the word. So that's why we just stick to clean comedy, just uh, to bring people together. 
Uh, all of us have uh, really good testimonies that we share when, um, when we get an opportunity. And most importantly, our job is just to minister to the hearts and, and spirits of everybody uh, by bringing people together. Because when you get a room of people laughing, mm -hmm. uh, nobody in that room feels alone because they're bonding like on a spiritual level with the people in that room uh, because they've admitted something about themselves. They've also realized that they're not alone in the world. Right. Because everyone's able to share these common experiences of being human. And so when they're laughing together, they're together. And that just paves the way for God to minister, whether it's through us giving a devotion on stage or we're opening up for a speaker who's going to come and bring the word. Or if we're just doing a, a clean comedy show and just allowing God to minister to their hearts by releasing the tension and uh, breaking down some walls. So that's what we're about. And that's, uh, you know, one of uh, the biggest pieces of Gifts for Glory Ministries is um, is the improv ministry. Um, Gifts for Glory itself is about uh, celebrating and promoting uh, men and women who use their talents, gifts, and passions for God's glory. Mm, okay. So how did, so what is, so what is your background per se? How did you go from like, how did you decide, okay, when was, what was your aha moment that said, I'm going to use my background and my, is this your career You um, if, uh, normally or what, tell us about that? Sure. Uh, right now I, uh, I would love to make a living doing improv, teaching mm -hmm. improv and using it um, full time as a ministry. Uh, but God hasn't opened that door yet. I'm still uh, hoping and praying that, uh, you know, those kind of things will pan out. Um, I started, uh, my story really starts in, in uh, Virginia. I grew up down south. I was born in Chicago, but my family moved uh, when I was young. And growing up, I was never really quite fit in in the south. I had my northern roots, and um, it was just it was never home. Okay. Uh, in, in high school, I entered into a really deep depression. Um, mm -hmm. It I can, can't tell you the date, but I remember the night that it, like, went from borderline to full-on depression because I'd come home from school and it was over a girl, you know, stupid things, but you know, you, you build up certain things in your mind as like the end all be all. And you allow your mind to start going down these paths. And I really entered into a deep depression, um, my junior year of high school. And from that mm -hmm. point on till, uh, let's see, uh, seven years ago when I moved back, when I started uh, the process of moving back to Chicago, I, I was suppressed. I was battling um, the temptation to commit suicide. Uh, I was really strong. Um, and the whole time, uh, all my life, I used humor as a way to entertain people, to make people you know, feel better. When I hit depression, it really became a defense mechanism. Mm. I would use laughter as a way to hide how I felt, to prevent people from getting close enough to know how I felt, but also at the same time to try to prevent other people from feeling the same way. Um, so I, I would find value and justification for my existence by making somebody laugh and making somebody feel better. Um, so I was always performing, always trying to just make the world a little bit better so that I could justify living for another day or another week. And um, so that's where all my comedy comes from is that I was using it so much as a defense mechanism to hide myself. And I, I explained it this way. 
I used to use humor to hide who I was. Mm-hmm. Now I use humor to reveal who he is. Mm, nice. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So coming, so during that time, were you already, had you already accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And were you in church or? Well, it, it depends on your interpretation of the word in your okay. uh, personal <laughs> theology. When I was uh, going into sixth grade, I said a prayer uh, at a summer camp, and mm-hmm. yeah, I remember walking up the gravel driveway after a, uh, a night devotions, and you know, saying the you know Jesus coming to my heart to mm-hmm. you know, become my savior. But I was never really discipled, and so from sixth grade till 2013, I really never pursued a true relationship with the Lord. I was mm-hmm. in and out of church. Um, my family was. Went to church kind of regularly, mostly for potlucks and holidays. <laughs> you, call, you call your little your your, your, your little confession. We, we used to call it back in the day Bible camp confessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time it was a Bible belt. We used to get it together. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, there was never really, um, and. I don't say this to disparage anybody in, in my church or, or my parents, but there just wasn't strong discipleship. So right, right. when life got hard, I didn't know how to trust God. Mm. And so for many, many years, I tried to do it on my own strength and thought, well, as long as I don't do, do drugs or kill people, then I'm good enough to make it to heaven. So it, it never really bothered me, but it, at some low points, in my depression, I would get mad at God because I always knew he was there. It, it was never a thing that I didn't believe in him. It was just that I thought he was interfering too much in my life and not letting me have what I wanted. So uh, I would get mad at God. And um, so it, I never pursued a relationship to God, with God until early 2013. Mm-hmm. That was right after, you know, it's kind of the, the depth of my depression meeting me warming up to the idea of pursuing God. I, um, was literally at the spiritual mountaintop where I go left and I take my life or I go right and I'm giving my life to the Lord. Mm. Uh, and so he, uh, he finally got through to me and I start. I took the right hand turn. Um, I opened Rick Warren's book and uh, six weeks life. later. Yeah. Purpose driven life. Yeah. And uh, you know, six weeks later I'm living in my sister's studio apartment on her couch uh, in uh, suburban Chicago and just starting completely over. And that mm. was uh, January, that was March of 2013 that uh, I came up here and that's when I started going to church. That's when I started getting into the word. And that's when God showed me that he was not going to waste all that time. He's going to redeem it. Right. All the, all the quick thinking, all the ability to be funny, the the ability to find the funny, even in the worst of situations. Right. Uh, but in a respectful way, not like I make fun of people at funerals and things like that, but I could always find <laughs> hey, I think we need funny. some comedians at funerals. Hey, <laughs> I, I need some joy. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I, to, I went to a funeral that they had the, the, um, the pastor was basically a comedian. I was like, man, he's telling a little bit too many jokes for this to be a funeral. But it, it did lighten up the mood, though. So, uh, well, was, was, that was like that. Was he really that good? Was he, did he knock him dead? <laughs> he knocked him dead. <laughs> it was casket sharp. <laughs> but you, you know, you did bring up a you did you did bring up a good point, and and I just wanted your opinion on it. And that was you talked about 
there was no you know, true discipleship when you, um, when you accepted Christ, nobody to support you and, and to walk you along the way. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of churches go, go, go wrong in, in, in big revivals where they, we, we need to have that discipleship. It's very important because like you say, people get saved and then they walk away and then what happens? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No, no, go ahead. Did you have something? Yeah. Oh, no, I, was, <laughs> I was just going to say, I, I, I did. I got the opportunity to, uh, to preach in my church, uh, to speak in my church, and and I, that's what I touched on. And it's, I find some similarities in your story because, but for me, I went through my period of depression after I gave my life to Christ. And what God showed me was um, the reason why I was feeling that way was because I was trying to change away from my old lifestyle. And then, so I, I wasn't really around all my old friends, but then just like you said at, at the church, you know, it wasn't really true discipleship because really true discipleship is just actually doing life together. I can mm-hmm. tell, I can tell you how to behave or I can disciple you and show you how to be like, right. like I'm a husband. So I can show you how to be a husband by allowing you to come into my home and see me be a husband to my, to my wife. And so that was, that's what was missing for me. And so here I am trying to, you know, live this new life for Christ mm-hmm. and stay away from the old things I'm used to but then I had no no godly biblical community or mm-hmm. no or no discipleship and so what I, what I realized was that you know God tells us all the time it's not good for man to be alone not good for man to be alone and I mm-hmm. think the church just messed that up where it's like okay we got the classes we got the opportunity to become a pastor we got the uh you know we got the Sunday schools and the church but then you don't have that let's do life together let's right. hang out together on the outside and yeah. so i think that's a huge a huge part and and helping somebody in their relationship with christ that's that the the jesus model come with me and and follow yep. me and and see the things that i do and then when it's your turn you're going to do the things that you saw me do and so a lot of uh, and you guys are absolutely you guys hit it right on you hit the nail on the head a lot of churches unfortunately miss it you know they do yep. They do miss it. Go to Matthew 28, 18, the Great Commission. <laughs> there you go. Well, you brought up the, the Jesus model, and what did he do? He spent a couple of years with them, living mm-hmm. life, doing life. He yeah. sent them out kind of on a trial basis. He sent 72, mm-hmm. and he said, come back and, and tell me what you guys found out. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, okay, this is where you guys can improve on how you witness, mm-hmm. but they still live life. Right. And that's, you know, that's how Paul did, you know, Paul's letters talked about, you know, I lived amongst you, I did this. And it, it's about the relationship. It's not about programs. It's not about, you know, having the step-by-step procedure, which those are all great, but you're not creating disciples. You're training people to make disciples. Right. Um, right. What you need is yep. disciples, which are ready to carry the mantle and go out and, and spread the gospel. Right, right. And you need churches too that um, that need to recognize that, you know, you, you have, you, there are some churches you don't have, you've got those disciples sitting right in your church amongst your members, they're members in your churches, and they need to recognize, you know, recognize that and some, you know, some do, some don't. Yeah, a lot of it's on the people too, though. A lot, a lot of people they come to church on Sunday and then check that box and then go home for, to be done for the rest of the week. But there's a lot get, of them that don't, though. Come yeah, on, there's some true. that actually get vested and you know that that pour in and you know and and says I'm I'm being sold out not only on Sunday but this is what I'm doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday through Saturday and then back together again on Sunday and then you know doing it. So there's there's a you know there's some and I'm sure there's quite a, a lot you know if you look around. 
because each of us go to different, you know, different churches, of course. And I'm sure if we look around our congregations, we could, we definitely could see those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's uh, Ephesians uh, that talks about how the pastors, ministers, teachers mm -hmm. are there to equip the people for doing God's work. Right. And I think that churches and the lay people all need to realize that that's an instruction that it's not up to the minister to grow the church. His job is to equip who's there to do that work. Exactly. Um, that doesn't absolve the pastor or minister from doing work, right. but it's not his or her responsibility to grow the church. It's our job to go out. Right. And that's part of the discipleship about living life with each other mm -hmm. is getting us all prepared to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. That well said, definitely. Um, so Dave, so now you have, you've gotten, you got connected, um, you know, you've, developed your developed your relationship with Christ and you've got that solid and so now you're you know like hey I, I got this and I know God's calling me to to not you know the gifts that he's given me is not just for me and so at what point then did you say okay this is it's time for the ministry to step out there in this ministry called gifts for glory how did that Sure. Um, it started uh, when I moved up to Chicago. I, I mm -hmm. knew that God had uh, built me and wired me in such a way to be in front of people, uh, to perform, to entertain, and to use that as a platform. Uh, instead, Like I said, instead of hiding who I was, but to reveal him. Mm -hmm. And so he gave me that. He told, He showed me that. And so I came up to Chicago because it's where you know, comedy is rooted. That's where mm -hmm. there's so many opportunities. So when I moved up here, I, I pursued that. And uh, within a few months, I had founded, um, uh, you'd mentioned in the opening, uh, Ha Ha Men, which uh, now is well-versed comedy because uh, the funny thing about Ha Ha Men was it was formed, the name came from playing on Ha Ha and Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love wordplay, and <laughs> unfortunately, nobody really got the joke, and now that we are four women and myself one man, uh -huh. uh, the ladies are constantly getting questioned, how can you be ha-ha men when you're mostly women? <laughs> <laughs> and so last year, we decided it's time for a change, and uh, we got we decided on well versed, which suited my need for wordplay because well versed because we're well versed in comedy, well versed mm -hmm. in scripture. So we got that double layer uh, meaning, kind of like a little parfait of meaning there. Parfait, <laughs> you want a parfait? <laughs> <laughs> nice, it's, it's yeah. a mixture. Uh huh. Yeah. You know what I love about that day? I, I love the concept of you all just. Like you're using the gifts that God gave you for the glory of God. And and I know a lot of people who are not following Christ, they, they missed the mark on that. And I, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, when I explained my name, we talked about the uh, great commandment. We talked about the great commission. And I honestly think that's what, what we're here for, you know? So one, you know, we are here to love God and love people that, you know, that's our, that is our purpose in life. And then Jesus commanded us to go out and, and, and make more disciples. Right. And so how do we do that? We do that by the different gifts and talents that God has provided us with. Mm -hmm. And so if, if, like my talent is in, in teaching, you know, I can teach people. So I should teach to help people come to Christ. Your talent is in comedy. So you use your comedy to help people uh, know Christ. And, and that's, that is a, that is why God gives us 
the gifts. You know, I think about the parable of uh, the different talents that he gave the different talents mm-hmm. uh, when he gave to the men the different talents or whatever. And then he came back and the one who didn't use his, he scolded him, you know. And so I, I love that about your ministry that one, that's the name. And then two, you're actually living that out. I, I just think yeah. that's awesome, man. Um, uh, a lot of people don't realize their gifts, though. How did you realize what your mm-hmm. gift was, your calling? Mm-hmm. When you realized he was funny, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I've always been funny. Uh, it was just, it, it really took me, I mean, legitimately, it took the, the journey of 40 Days to Rick Warren's book. Mm. Um, I, you know, purpose-driven life, finding my purpose. And my purpose has always been to entertain has always been to make a difference by making life seem less stressful, less, less ugly. Uh, it was just that that's what my gifting and my talent was. It's just, I had to align it with the, with the right source instead of doing it on my own. I had to do it for God. And now he's opening a lot of doors where we're able to minister to people. One of the things we do sometimes is we hold workshops and um, we train improv. And we did this in uh, the Indianapolis suburbs a couple months ago. And uh, there's this guy who's uh, lived his entire life in a wheelchair, scared to death of getting on stage, but he has a heart to do comedy. Hmm. Um, he, he, he will joke with us and say he wants to do stand-up. Um, that's good you can make a joke out of that you know yeah (laughs) and that's the beauty of it is um doing improv he was able to make that a joke make you know not a not a disparaging joke make make light light of of it it. yeah and by making light of it right off the bat Mm -hmm. it disarms everything it takes any power away from it and now we can comfortably enjoy what he's doing because he's disarmed the elephant in the room right so so we he uh, trained with us and then he went on stage with us that night and he killed and the audience appreciated it because he he went on stage and did the same thing he disarmed the the elephant in the room and they could just appreciate what he was creating on stage and you know uh, on our way home we were you know texting back and forth and we saw the comment he put on Facebook just saying how much he appreciated us and how wanted he felt because we let him get on stage. And it's like, wow, that entire trip was just for him. It was um, so I, I just, you know, doing comedy ministry um, is, is so powerful because it opens doors that preaching won't open. Um mm-hmm. And it, it, it's part of all those spiritual gifts that God gives. He gives so many gifts because there are so many people that need to be reached in specific ways. So if all we do is make people laugh to where their their stress is gone and, and their countenance is improved, then God can reach them with somebody else. So we're watering seeds. We're, we're tilling mm-hmm. the soil by making them laugh and, mm-hmm. for, and you know, ease some of the tension. Right, but right. now they're open to receive what God has for them, right. and you know we may not ever have a comedy show where we see ten thousand people come to the Lord, but we're we're blessed to be able to at least be part of that road to to the cross for those people. Right. Yes, yeah, so that's true because you know um, the fruit of the spirit, fruit of the spirit, kindness, and the one is joy, and true joy is what laughter. 
Yeah. Um, you know, the Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and one of the things about the Holy Spirit coming, you know, coming upon you is when the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit is joy. And you and I've been to places when there'd be laughter, <laughs> and it's good. I, I believe that's why I believe comedy brings a, a laughter and joy, mm -hmm. and laughter is 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 healing for some a lot of people. Well, laughter is healing. I mean, have you ever? I know for me, I, if I you know feel in some kind of way or something, you know, watch a good comedy and have some laugh. You know, how much more do you like? You said you're you're you know, there's things that are lifted off of you. There's just you know, like the stressors are gone, and you're not thinking about that. It's just because we release all the, our bodies release what what. It, what I want to say, endorphins. endorphins, so which is good, and so that's what laughter does. I mean, I want to go see a good comedy and, and laugh and get a good <laughs> <Yeah>. laugh. <laughs> yeah. I love a comedy. Always I, I love it. I'm good. I comedian coming in. I was like, I got to be a part of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs> I, every year for my birthday, I try to go see a comedy show. My yeah. family get mad at me. They're like, what you want to do for your birthday? I want to go see a comedy show. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. But uh, no, go ahead, Dave. Well, one of the things I was going to say is, like any gift that God gives us, laughter and humor and comedy is a gift from God, no doubt about it. But in the world, we see that that gift, like so many others, is so abused, mm. um, which is why we love what we do, because we've gone to bars where they're having like a comedy night and we'll follow some of the most filthy stuff. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I'm talking like stuff that makes us want to walk out, but we're like, oh, we're here kind of like missionaries. Uh, we pray before we go up on stage. We're like, Lord, cleanse that stage. And, let it <laughs> and we go up there and we get the loudest reactions of the night because we're different. We're fresh. We're, there's a purity to it. And people don't have to look to make sure that it's okay to laugh. Right, right. And That's funny. <laughs> we have to look to make sure it's okay. Should I be laughing at Is it okay to laugh at God? <laughs> it's okay to laugh at God. Laugh at the Bible. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Oh, wow. Is it okay? That's okay. Christian, Christians can have fun, too. I know Christ had a lot but of fun. See, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good thing that you bring because a lot of the misconception is that once we come into Christ and, you know, we start developing a relationship with, with God, that we can't, there are certain funds that we can't have anymore, you know, and that's true. There is things that we're not to indulge in. However, there's another way to, you know, partake in that comedy being one of them, if it's accessible to us, if it, you know, it's clean, it's not R-rated, it's not, you know, all that stuff. We can still have fun as believers in Christ and do it the right way, right? Exactly. It's uh, it's the Philippians four eight philosophy of, you know, think on uh, you know what's pure, what's holy, what's beautiful, mm -hmm. and it, and there's humor there. And here's the thing: you have basically thirteen guys. Most of them are roughnecks, hardworking people walk in the desert for three years. There is no way there is not some humor going on there. <laughs> there is no way you get. <laughs> Everything ain't serious. They're having fun too. Yeah, I mean, one of the thing, one of my favorite comedians is John Brandon. He talks about, uh, I mean, he talks about passing gas in, in his set, and he talks about you know James and John were the sons of thunder. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my goodness, that's a good one. <laughs> Not from the mouth, but hey, they got my song. It's like, hey, Jesus, pull my finger. You know, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, I might have gone too far in the gospel. This that's interview's funny. over. That's right? funny. That's a funny song. <laughs> I think Rico was waiting for one. Rico's like, just give me one. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, I, bet you somebody here, I bet you somebody here just now, they'll know who Jay is. <laughs> oh, that's who they are. Don't forget. Definitely. <laughs> So now, Dave, how um, now? How now? You have a group that is now have now changed to from aha haha men to well versed. Now, how did this? How did this group come together? How did you like? Were you did you guys know each other prior? You have relationship. How did this? How did this form? The uh, the short answer is God. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, I am legitimately because the connections made were not possible without God. Um, it started in 2013 when I responded to a Craigslist ad. A, uh, a guy was looking for producers for his Christian film. I, I responded, I said, hey man, I can't do any producing because I don't have funds to help you and I wouldn't even know where to start, but I wanna connect with Christians who are in the arts because I wanna do comedy, I wanna do ministry through the arts. And uh, he responded about a month later and uh, we got together and we started the comedy team because we thought we thought that we were cornering the market and thought that, Oh, there's no such thing as Christian improv. Right. Um, so, uh, and especially we hadn't heard about it in Chicago. So we thought we'd get it started. Uh, we met another guy through uh, a casting website and, and then we met a, a lady at that time um, uh, through the same website. And the four of us went out and started doing comedy together. Um, life happened and there's been a lot of turnover. Um, most of the people have come either through uh, Craigslist or postings on acting websites. Um, but like I said, there's been a lot of turnover because God mm -hmm. puts people in their lives for different seasons. Right. But this crew came together. Um, most of them came through uh, something called AMTC, Actors, Models, Talents for Christ. Mm. And um, I was able to um, connect with that group and uh, they uh, recommended us to, or recommended my group to these folks. And then uh, they started sending their stuff in, they auditioned. And I had, I had no connection to these people before improv, but oh, now wow. that they're with us, you know, they're, they're my closest friends. Um, my wife travels to the, um, to all of our practices and stuff, just because I don't want ever the, the question of appearance about one guy meeting with a bunch of women. Right, um, right, right. So I want to protect them and their families and, right. and, and, protect and the ministry. Exactly. <laughs> because Absolutely. I'm a good looking man and you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it was legitimately God because I don't know how much you guys know about Chicago land, but it's Chicago and the suburbs is a huge area. It's huge, yes. And, uh, one of our members is from um, 30 miles north of the city. Two of our members are from uh, the north or the south side of the city. And then uh, then the other two are from uh, the southwest suburbs. So right. we are spread wide. Wow. Okay. Um, so there is no logical way other than, than God's hand for us to get together and for us to all have the same commitment to make this a success. Right. Um, 
And like I said earlier, we're a wide variety of, of backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the uh, things that I've been intentional about is trying to be diverse in, in our appearance. Uh, for many years, we were looked like me. And uh -huh. I was like, that's not the kingdom. So, you know, intentionally and prayerfully, we sought out and we were able to, uh, to get a diverse cast uh, with different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different ages, uh, different walks of life. So we look like what heaven's going to be. Mm. And I'm really proud of that and really thankful for that. And, um, you know, we couldn't ask for a, a more eclectic group of people, but you right. also can't ask for a better group of people. Handpicked by the hand of God. Exactly. Mm. Look at that. That's exactly. awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Because not all the time do we get to say that, right? Sometimes. Right. <laughs> I'm praying for that right now for my ministry. I'm like, Aww. God, you called me to do this. I need, I need some brothers in Christ help out <laughs> <laughs> but you got it going on uh rico you got it going on over there at blessed Demoni. he's doing his thing too he's getting yeah he's definitely spreading the gospel and just yeah just so passionately when when rico speaks you hear the passion of the lord you definitely do and so that i love the uh, name uh blessed Demoni. that's awesome right play oh, on yeah, words yeah. play yeah. on words yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to play on words myself. So. But so I'm so listen. Look, you also do some coaching, right, Dave? And you do right. improv coaching. I'm I'm trying to figure out is there any kind of what what lesson do you teach your people? We were talking earlier about how the coaches are coaching people online. Can you give us a a, a lesson right here on the uh, yeah. Godspot podcast? Yeah, sure. Um, the the thing about improv is <laughs> we improvise every day. Um, a lot of people will think, oh, improv, I can't do that. I can't think that quickly. But none of none of us are reading a script right now, right? We're all no, kind of just we're chatting improvising. It up. We're just yeah. chatting, yeah. Um, so the, the biggest thing is to stop thinking you have to know the answer before you start speaking. Uh, I teach uh, improv from a biblical uh, perspective, uh, thinking of Luke 12, when Jesus was telling us that, you know, don't be afraid of what you're going to say when you're pulled before the leaders and the high mm -hmm. courts, which in the context he was talking about persecution, but I think it also applies to general conversation when you have opportunity to share your testimony or your uh, or the gospel with somebody. Don't be afraid of what you're going to say. The Holy Spirit's going to give it to you. Uh, but you can't go in ignorant. You have to know the word. You have to have spent time mm -hmm. with God mm -hmm. uh, right. to have some of the base knowledge so that when you start speaking, you know that the Holy Spirit is guiding you based on what you've already read. And you don't have to question like, is that real or is that, you know, mm. uh, you can't go in unprepared. Uh, I mean, God will deliver when he needs you to, even if you haven't prepared, but I would rather be prepared and let God use me than to, have that question like am i ready for this so um but uh, getting back to the topic of you know improv one of the uh um hardest things to do is to get people to stop judging their own um their own mind their own thoughts thinking like oh that's stupid i can't say that or what's the perfect answer what's the right answer yeah. so what what we can do right here is there's a warm-up that kind of gets you out of that mindset it's called five things so what will happen is uh, we'll just go uh, uh, clockwise as the way I'm looking at my screen. So uh, <laughs> what I'll do is I'll give Rico uh, a topic and you'll name five things that relate to that topic. Now, you don't have to get a right answer. You don't have to get a good answer. 
just give an answer as quick as you can. And what we'll do is we'll count as you name each one. So let's say, um, let's say so I was given the uh, topic of five things that I would find in my wallet. Um, and I would just list like monkeys, cats, dogs, elephants, walrus. <laughs> doesn't matter that it's wrong. doesn't matter that it's not actually in there. What matters is that I'm just getting out of my head and giving whatever is on my tongue. Right. Whatever comes yeah. out. Um, and with improv training, I always, you know, tell people that, yeah, I'm Christian and we work, you know, clean comedy, but you guys aren't professional. So I'm not going to hold you to a standard. If you mess yeah. up and curse or you say something off color, we're not going to sit here and point the finger at you and beat mm -hmm. you with the Bible. Um, we just, you know, learn and say, okay, we'll move on. Uh, Man, Jay. <laughs> look, so look, you was like, don't think of, don't you like, don't think about what you should say. You, you, you can say the right or wrong thing. And all I could think about was that uh, on, on Shrek, where he told Donkey, don't look down. And Donkey's like, Shrek, I'm looking down. <laughs> I'm like, man, he telling me not to think. Now I think about all the stuff I need to say perfectly. <laughs> I'm like, oh. What, yeah. what's, what, yeah, would yeah. You find, what would you find in a wallet? Yeah, what would I say? Well, yeah, hopefully I don't say nothing unchristian like day day. <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm pretty sure that, uh, that they've got a beep that they can edit in. If <laughs> uh, All right, so, so let's do this real quick. Uh, so, uh, Rico, give me five things uh, that you miss about being able to go out anywhere. Dairy Queen. One. Shoes, freedom. Two, three. Uh, communicating with people. Four. And driving. Five. Five things. Yes, yes. All right, uh, Rico, go ahead and uh, pass one on. Uh, uh, Allie. Allie. Yes, uh, I right. keep seeing okay. Will on the screen. I'm like, I, I know, don't want to. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, five things, All right? right? Yeah, so think, Rico will give you something. Oh, Rico's okay. going to give me something. Oh. All right, Allie, give me five things you do when recording a podcast. Laugh. One. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Stress. Two. <laughs> Two. Second guess myself. Three. <laughs> Three. Uh, I don't know. This is hard. <laughs> Eat ice cream. Four. Jump Four. off the roof. Five. Five, Five things. <laughs> Perfect. Yay. People, the All last right. two I don't do. <laughs> That's kind of hard when you start thinking about it, though, when you have to just kind of like off the top of your head, just do it. Yeah. yeah. And that's just a warm-up exercise. We uh -huh. And uh, yeah, I walk through different things. Um, and I'm still working on the virtual training because – it's so hard to do virtual is because, it? Mm. because comedy and comedy training is so much about connecting and eye contact and oh. body language, which, you know, we only get, you know, chest up here. Right. So yeah. it, it's definitely a challenge and it's something that uh, the comedy world is, is still working on uh, right now because of the, the quarantine mm -hmm. and doing virtual training is not going to be a thing after, you know, the lockdown and stuff ends because there's just so much missing. And that's the, and it goes back to the whole thing about connection through comedy is it, it is so much better when it's in person. 
it's so much more real in person. That's yeah. why the, that's why even in the day of you know the most amazing films, the the special effects. That's why live theater is still going strong. Is because even though there's a stage and a separation, you're in a room with people and there's that mm-hmm. connection. Right. And uh, so live theater is never going to go away. Um, Yay, theater. I say that because my that, my daughter, that's her thing. She's she's a theater kid. So and because of her, we actually never really we had prior to what she when she got involved, we hadn't really did any live theater kind of stuff. I mean, movies. Yeah, but not live stage stuff. And so once she got real involved, we were always at, you know, some kind of show and just, you know, just always just thrown back, just and always in awe of the talent that hits the stage. And then the thing, you know, there's a lot of prep that preparation that goes into, you know, shows and productions and those kind of things. And so we were just always just floored, not only by her, but all the other talent, you know, stage hands and decor, you know, sets and all of that stuff. So it's a lot. Yeah. So I truly, I don't think that won't go. I I agree with you. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And it's, it's the way that God wired us. God wired us for community. He wired us to be together. Yeah. 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 um, So that's why live theaters not going anywhere. That's why (laughs) I I am so appreciative of my ministry because everything that I do requires connection uh, between the comedy, the training, uh, the podcast because uh, mm-hmm. we I meant I don't know if we mentioned but I do have a podcast which is all about celebrating people who use their gifts for God's glory. Mm. Um, so I interview people. I uh, talk about you know kind of why they're on the show, what uh, what they're doing with their gifts, and then I walk uh, with them through their testimony to find out how they got on the path to where they're at. Mm. Um, and it just. I, my hope is that anybody that hears it will be inspired to use their gifts and to know yes. that God will use everybody. If you let, if you, if you will let God use you, he will. Yes. He's a gentleman and he's not going to force anything on you. Um, so if you're not wanting to share your gift with him, which is actually his gift alone to you, mm-hmm. uh, he'll let you be selfish and let you not find true purpose and meaning. Right. But if you'll take what gift you have and hand it back to him, he's going to expand it and use it in ways that you can never imagine. Absolutely. I agree and with that. it's such a good feeling. It's such a good feeling when that happens. Oh, it is. yeah, it is. Yeah. Man. I got a call of encouragement today, and I was just, it just, it really just put me, I was just so humbled because I got a call about um, an episode, and it was just a word of encouragement, and I was like, I told the caller, I was like, you don't even understand what that means to me, like, mm. that is so cool, because, you know, this is for, you know, what we do here is for the Lord, and what the Lord has called us to do, and, but sometimes, you know, I can, I can be my own worst enemy, I can get in my head, and, and I have to, you know, stop those, and sometimes I need encouragement, sometimes, you know, and it can, and he must have knew it, he was like, well, not must have knew it, but he did know it, because he sent that call today, and I was like, yeah, Yes! Yay! So definitely, yeah. it's nice when that happens. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's like the word tells us: God knows what we need before we even open our mouths to pray. Right. So, <laughs> and you think about, you know, there's nothing wrong with being down. There's nothing wrong with going through those down periods because everybody did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Paul talked about being uh, even lamenting of life and you know elijah in the old testament he was he had just seen this miracle this battle on this mountaintop against all these fake prophets 
And then like the next day he's like, man, I'm depressed. I, I just want it over. I want it, I want it done. And God was like, take a nap. I'll get you a snack. You'll be fine. Yeah. That's awesome. Nice. Take a nap. Nap. Yes. So Dave, tell us about, um, I'm going to ask you about some of the, the others. Um, talk about pure fest and mad tremony. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Not matrimony, but mad tremony, right? Is that yeah, correct? Matrimony. That's okay. uh, um, my wife. I sometimes uh, drag her up on stage and my wife is very funny and she'll watch me as I answer this question. <laughs> but uh, sometimes I have to drag her on the stage, but once we're on the stage, I have to drag her back off. <laughs> but uh, we perform together doing uh, improv, and uh, it's the same philosophy as uh, well-versed, uh, doing clean comedy that's uh, engaging and it's going to get the, the crowd involved and break down some walls and also give – you know, give people the hope that once you get married, that the fun doesn't stop just so you, you get married. That as a married couple, we can have fun together. We can we can pick at each other. And uh, it's also sometimes therapeutic because we can get some stuff said on stage that we can't say in a regular argument. Mm. And then it's out there. <laughs> okay, I'm actually kidding on that. As she gives me. <laughs> Hi, honey. She keeps shaking her eyes at you, isn't she? Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just a way for us to have fun and it's kind of like our playtime because you know we uh we do everything behind the scenes for pure fest and uh we also do all the behind the scenes work for well versed so that's kind of us enjoying the fruits of our labor to get on stage mm -hmm. and just to get to play together and and just laugh with and at each other um so that's matrimony um pure fest it's uh annual or depending on the lockdown situation mm -hmm. um uh, we're still hoping we can do it in september but each year we do a festival we bring in christian um improvisers christian actors uh, drama ministries uh to just celebrate them and give them a platform uh to build fellowship in the community and also to show the world that just because it's a Christian production doesn't mean it's going to be a bad production mm -hmm. um, because yeah. there are quality actors and there are quality drama ministries and quality improvisers that are out there that are Christian and they're not afraid to say that they're Christian. Um, now the, the idea that Christian art can be bad is, is well-deserved because there's been some really corny, cheesy, lame stuff out there. Um, but there's also some really good stuff. Yeah. And the reason that it's really good is because we serve the ultimate creator. So why would we made in his image be able to be just as creative, if not more so than anybody mm -hmm. else? Right. Yeah, man, I'm, man, that's a good point you bring up. There's this, uh, and, and man, I'm just praying that it just come to light. So I was living in um, Athens, Georgia before I um, moved out here to LA. I'm in the military. And so, while I was out there, I met this um, movie producer or filmmaker. I, I don't know what you call him, but he made a movie. And the movie is called Small Group. And uh, it came out in like, <clears throat> like a small group of theaters to test it out and that kind of stuff. And then, um, but it's a, it's a Christian movie. And it's basically about a reporter who infiltrates a small group. And you know of Christians, and, and he and he does it to like kind of mock him at first, and then he end up becoming 
like family to him and giving us like the Christ, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome movie, great movie. Like, and because I was living in Athens and, and they recorded at like two of the churches out there in Athens, we got to see it with our small groups and everything. So it was cool. Yeah. But the the issue was, I, I, I don't know what happened with the budget or what happened with the theaters, whatever, but it didn't, for whatever reason, it didn't get picked up to go national. And I've been waiting to like share that with my, with other Christians and share it with my family members and my mom and this and that. And, and, but because it was a Christian movie and I guess a few other Christian movies didn't do that well, you know, I guess they didn't get the backing like they wanted that they should get. And I just, I still just be praying every day. Like, man, I really wish this movie would come out so more people can see it. Because it's an awesome movie. I mean, you it was no different than any other movie that you would see in a movie theater. It was right. a well-made movie. And the actors did a great job. And then it, and it told it told a great story about Christ in small groups. And, and I just, I really just hate that there, there's that, that stigma that if there's Christianity behind it, then it may be cheesy or maybe Maybe whatever the case may be, but you're you hit you right on, Dave. Is that you know we're doing it for God, and it's it's, it's going to be just as good, if not better, than anybody else's. Exactly, and that's one thing I also like to send out this this plea to everybody that might hear my voice is that yeah, there are some things that may not be as good as Hollywood or as good as mm-hmm. you know the Marvel universe. But here's the thing. We as Christians have a huge opportunity every time one of these things comes out to vote with our paper or with our wallets and say, yeah, we support this. We -hmm. believe in the message. And the more that we do that, the more that we vote with our pocketbooks, the more the studios are going to be like, hey, we can make some money. So we're going to put some money into it. And then we can start to compete with the quality of the special effects and and this, that, and the other thing. But the important thing is the message. And we need to support the message. Uh, You know, God's not dead. Um, uh, Overcomer. uh, War Room. All Mm. these movies that have come out these last few years breakthrough was really good oh my gosh uh, yeah that was so good yeah we support one, 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 of the, one, of the, one of the seven mountains are is is the media is media and one of the things we talked about in seminary was supporting supporting the media the media when uh christian films come come out it's all about the dollars and why they don't have dollars to make it because we don't support them but we need to get out there and support them. Yeah. If we, if everybody turned their turned their money towards the dollars of Christ, a Christian film, I guarantee you, you'll see more Christian film come out in, in the right. near. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because Hollywood, they, they may they may hate what we stand for. They may hate what we we believe and what we think. But if they can make a few bucks, they'll do what what they need to make those bucks. But what what's most disturbing is movies like Fifty Shades of Grey were popular in the church. So what we need yeah. to do, yeah, you know, like women in the church would flock into this movie. It's like no, <laughs> save your money and and support the good things. So uh, never you know, watched it, it, not one. I never. Uh, I didn't read the book. I didn't even go. Yeah, I was like yeah. 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 Anyway, my, my wife she loves them. She loves them. I'm not gonna lie. My wife, my wife loves them, and I'm like, are you serious? Like, I'm on, but I'm, I'm sure. I think the first one came out before I gave my life to Christ. It's been a while since that came out. Yeah. Um, but, but, but yeah. Even as a non-believer, that movie was not a good movie. <laughs> like, this man is basically like, like. A, a womanizer and they and they're glorifying it because he's rich had he been poor it would have been a different story it's unbelievable. <laughs> that's a different topic Rico. yeah 
<laughs> had he been four, it would have been an episode of CSI. It would have been <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so awesome. So, Dave, do you um, so for the Pure Pure Fest? So, is that is it always in Chicago, or do you travel with that, or? It's uh, it's held at my church in uh, the suburbs of Chicago, um, okay. basically because my church agreed to let us have it rent free. Wow. Um, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it. I want to see it grow to where we can move it out of a church and put it into a real, you know, not, you know into a real theater, mm-hmm. so that it would open the doors to more people and the community to come watch. Um, because I want to give that platform for our performers to see a large crowd, but also mm-hmm. so that the large crowds can start seeing that Christianity is not boring. It's not about mm-hmm. a bunch of rules that we can have fun, that we can be creative mm-hmm. and we can do things that are fun and exciting without worrying about offending people because we're just up there to enjoy the joy and light of Christ. Right. So, that's my hope and vision for PureFest is to see it grow. Uh, I've talked to people before that have an interest of uh, doing like a, a, a co-PureFest event in um, uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which mm-hmm. I don't know how that would look, you know would work. But you know that's something that I'm definitely praying about is do we rotate locations or do we have multiple mm-hmm. events? Um, so I'm I'm praying and I'm hoping that God will let it grow. And uh, you know we're still hoping that September of this year will still be a possibility. Uh, though being in Illinois, I don't know. I think we're going to be one of the last states to open up. So I'm oh. really hoping that uh, we'll be able to see uh, Pure Fest happen. Right. What, what suburb of Chicago you guys are, are, are in? Your church is in. Uh, my church is in Lockport, uh, which is uh, uh, right next to Joliet. Uh, Juliet made famous by Juliet Jake of the Blues Brothers. Uh, that may that might be before Rico's time though. Uh, a bit. Oh, I'm age. I just I just turned thirty six this year, so I, I remember my grandparents. Wow, Rico! Wow. I'm sorry. Hey, but let, let me get Dave opinion on something. Uh, you said something about like the Pure Fest being at the church, and you want to kind of move it to a venue outside of the church. Um, so for me, I have a a, a a goal or a dream to open up my own business. Once I retire from the military, I want to open up a uh, indoor outdoor bicycle park where you can uh, mountain bike and road bike indoors, and then they have like doors you can come out and and and, and um, ride on a trail outside as well. And so that's 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 the I mean, that's the vision that I have for my life after the military. And also when I, when I see that vision and I'm writing it down and planning it, God just keep putting it in my heart for it to be like a multi-purpose complex to where uh, we'll have people coming in and, you know, in the after hours, you know, teaching adults who can't read how to read or mm-hmm. teaching um, maybe uh, uh, self-defense classes or whatever. But also too, you know, there was a call and, you know, my grandma said that God showed her I'm going to be a pastor day and I can at first I couldn't see it but now I'm starting to kind of see it but I also had this vision to where where church doesn't have to be church in the traditional setting so like take that same business place on Sundays we have a service where people come in and fellowship or on Thursdays Tuesdays Mondays whatever and after hours we hold Bible studies and small groups there and, and do the, the discipling thing and just hang out and do life together and so I uh, my my question to you is, 
especially with you um, getting your ministry license, do you foresee something like that where you'll have like your own improv comedy theater type place, but then you it also doubles down as a church. I, I say that in quotation marks because the church is really the people. So wherever we fellowship together, mm-hmm. we're holding church. And so what, what's your thoughts on, on, on something like that? Uh, for me, that would be a dream is to have – a theater uh, building where we could do training through the week, uh, weekends do a couple shows, and then uh, uh, do church and you know have a service there. And whether it's just uh, doing the, um, uh, you know, maybe having a Sunday matinee comedy show that includes a devotion. Um, so there's nothing wrong with mixing uh, church and making it look different. Uh, with a business model or with uh, you know, with your career, so uh, you know doing the indoor and outdoor biking. There, there's got there's a million one ways to make that something that can grow the kingdom of God, uh, yeah. and that would be a way that people who aren't um, who aren't apt to go to a church on a Sunday, they'll come ride a bike inside and you know do some mountain biking, and uh, maybe there's chances for um, seed planting there or you know, you, you know, in the sound system, you're playing uh, Christian music and they start catching like, wow, that's not bad. Who is that? Oh, you know, that's, yeah. that's Lecrae. That's, uh, that's Tadashi. <laughs> really? Right, right. Yeah. They're Christian, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, so for me, I would love to have a theater building. Um, my wife and I know that we're called to mission, uh, to the missionary field. I just, we just don't know where it's going to be. It was foreign, domestic, um, but, uh, really living in Illinois and you all in California, those are mission fields as they are. Yeah. Um, so it could very easily just be that we're missionaries here in Chicagoland. Um, but I know it's going to involve comedy and performance, uh, from on my side for her. She's, uh, uh, she does, uh, ASL American sign language. And, mm-hmm. uh, so that's going to be something that she uses in her ministry, um, she, uh, she's a, uh, uh, credential minister as well. So she outranked me for about a year. Um, <laughs> so I had to give my tithe to her too. And... <laughs> Wait, was that a joke or was that serious? <laughs> uh, uh, come on, Will, you know, you're married. I don't, I don't have a tithe to give her. She gets the rest of the paycheck once I give to the church. <laughs> Rico laughing too. Yeah. <laughs> Rico like right, yeah. right. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Like, I'm not gonna say nothing because uh, Miss Jane listens to my podcast. <laughs> she does. She she definitely she definitely listened to the one I did when I came on y'all show. Oh. She was on there. She listened to that to the T. Broke it down oh. to me afterwards. I did everything. say though. I did say that you were very honoring. You were very honoring and respectful. You're very good. That was a good one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was like, yeah, it's probably good I didn't come on because that you told her from your point of view. I got my own point of view. We, oh! we would have been on there for like two and a half hours. <laughs> all right, all right. We're going to have to do a part two. All yeah, right. okay. It, yeah, it's going right. to be... Yeah, first one was he said, now it's going to be she said. She said, yes. <laughs> it was an episode, of, we talked about blending families. And so um, it was, you know, before Christ and then after Christ and how that, what nice. that looked like. Yeah. And so he came on. I was like, okay. I joked about it in the podcast, but see now she did see. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got it. No worries. <laughs> anyway, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> 
So that, that is, I mean, I am so, because you know what, people don't know, I don't think we even realize that there's, you know, we've heard of like, um, what do you think about, and I want to make sure I say his name right, I think we've seen him once, um, is it Nazareth? Oh, Nazareth, yeah. Yes. I like him. That's the only Christian, com that's the only uh, Christian com comic that I know of. I, you There's know a guy I mean? named Michael Jr. Yes, Michael, Michael Jr. Jr. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Michael Jr. is great. Uh, in fact, I often uh, cite him. He gave an interview once uh, on one of his DVDs, I think, where uh, he was talking, and he gave this quote, which I, I take to heart. He says, laughter is the tangible evidence of hope. Mm. and so ever since i heard that I'm like man I, i'm borrowing that but i'm gonna cite it i ain't yeah, gonna steal yeah. it I'm <laughs> let me tell you wait let me tell you the quote i got from him from from michael jr i got one that i remember as well he said and it was it was more of a joke than instead of a quote but he was doing this uh thing uh where he just say i'm just saying or whatever but he was like he said if god clapped his hands wouldn't that make a big bang I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, and, so, and, so, and so he took the whole Big Bang Theory and turned it up. Nice. That, one, that one stuck with me. Nice. See, I'm going to have to now. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, uh, he also tells this thing. Uh, he does this thing, uh, Random Thoughts from Michael Jr. And he says, how come nobody cares about the outer city kids? <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> the outer city. Nice. So for our listeners that will want more information or just, I don't know if maybe they somehow, um, because I know you also do, um, when you're invited, you go to various churches as well, correct? Yes. Now, is that for, is that for improv or is that a, on a pastoral level or is, can it just depend? Uh, I, uh, I would be happy to go and uh, share my testimony. Mm -hmm. I, I touched on it uh, a little bit here, and you know, there's uh, mm -hmm. a lot more to say uh, about my testimony, um, especially now with with the uh, the crisis going on as we're recording, mm -hmm. uh, the economic downturn that is happening and is going to continue happening, uh, depression, suicidal awareness, mm -hmm. you know, those kind mm -hmm. of things. I'd be happy to share testimony about. Mm -hmm. um, uh, improv training. Uh, I do something called improv your witness where I uh, use improv fundamentals to help you get into that loop 12 mindset of don't worry about what you're going to say, trust in the Holy spirit. Uh, so that's part of that preparation I touched on is if you're prepared to know that you're, you've got the goods and God's going to use you when the time is right. Um, you know, improv fundamentals can help get you there to get you out of your way. Uh, so that you're not thinking so hard about doing the perfect thing uh, and just being in the moment and allowing God to use you in that moment. Uh, so that I can do uh, for church staff, for small groups, things like that. And uh, then we've got the improv ministry where we perform as a group. Uh, so all that kind of stuff. Uh, if you have any questions about that, uh, you can reach me at uh, my email address and uh, yeah, we handle all that uh, booking and everything like mm -hmm. that. Uh, Dave at gifts, the number four glory.com. Mm -hmm. And I uh, uh, also, I, on a yeah, side note and a personal note um, for anybody that listens to this podcast that uh, gets to this point, if you're somebody that's where I was, that is battling depression is considering suicide. Mm -hmm. That email address is for you too. Mm -hmm. um, 
it goes to my phone, I will see it and I will respond as soon as possible. But if you are somebody that's struggling with those thoughts, um, I would love to talk about it with you. I'd love to hear your story. Um, and I know from experience that all depression is not the same. All suicidal thoughts aren't the same. There aren't the same reasons, aren't the same roads that lead to that place. So I'm, I know that that you just need somebody to talk to and somebody to listen to you. I'm not going to keep throwing scriptures at you and, and beat you down with that because mm -hmm. so many people want to mean well doing that. But the biggest thing is I just want to listen and be there for you. So Dave at giftsforglory.com. Dave at gifts, the number four glory.com. Um, if for any information about what we do with uh, the improv ministry, but even more importantly, if you're somebody that's struggling, I want you to use that email and, uh, and just, uh, let me be, uh, your sounding board. Hey Dave, I have a question for you. Um, sure. You know, they, they do all these things that's going on right now with all these live things with singers and, um, dancers and all these, uh, different things that are going out there. I'm not seeing anything on comedy that could help lift up spirits. So you guys ever thought about doing something like a little 15 minute thing that put out there that churches can share with their, with their congregation or something like that? Yeah. Our group is actually doing a uh, show every Monday evening on our Facebook page. Oh, um, yeah. The, the five of it. uh, <laughs> it's uh, at well-versed uh, CMDY is our Facebook page. Uh, or, or you just type in well-versed comedy and it should come up, but uh, to actually tag and find us is at well-versed CMDY. And uh, you can find us there. And every Monday night we do a zoom. And again, it's not the same as live theater, but yeah. <laughs> we're getting pretty good at it. And the five of us connect cause we're spread out through Chicago and we connect on zoom broadcast on Facebook, uh, Bobby, my wife, uh, my amazing, beautiful, wonderful wife who puts up with my humor, uh, <laughs> who uh, made me uh, amazing looking lasagna, which I'm going to eat as soon as we get off here. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, she runs the tech and helps us get the suggestions from the Facebook group because improv is based on suggestion mm -hmm. and it's based on, um, you know, the rules of the games and things like that. So, uh, yeah, we do it every Monday night, 7.30 Central, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we laugh together, and we uh, we try to give at least a 30-minute distraction from what's going on in the world. That's good, what's... right before my bedtime. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Dave, man, you really got to... <laughs> <laughs> then you really got to get the online thing down, brother, because when you were talking about uh, how you can uh, do the thing for small groups and churches uh, on how to do um, improv with the, well, basically how to disciple and share the gospel uh, without worrying about what you say, then that would be that would be powerful to if you can figure out how to do that training online because you can get outside of Chicago. I'm yeah. honestly thinking about because on Saturday mornings I have kids that don't live with me, and on Saturday mornings I do. Uh, like a Bible study with them, but it's more like things of dad, things of dads to teach their kids, but then it's backed up by the Bible. So we talk about money, you know, we talk about how to handle your money. We talk about relationships, all kinds of different stuff. And I would love to have you come in there and, and, and do the whole improv, show my kids how to do improv um, and share the, and share the gospel. You know, that would definitely be something I would pay for, you know? So, so I, you know, I think you got something going if you can do that online, man. If you can and get out, you know, reach out out past mm -hmm. uh, the Chicago area. Uh, Ali, do I have time to ask uh, the question that I always ask in my interviews? Go ahead. All right, Rico. So, 
So I, I, I couldn't, I can't let us get, get out of here without me asking this. So uh, whenever I do an interview on Blessedimony, I ask people two questions. And I think it's important that us as Christians to have a repository of answers for these two questions. That okay. first question is, why do you believe in God? You know, so how do you know God is real? And then the second question is, why is it important to share your testimony? Okay. Those are really good questions. Very important. Uh, first is why do I believe and how do I have, um, so it's because I can, uh, look back at my life and I can see that even though I was not following God, I wasn't pursuing God. I can see his fingerprints. I can see his presence all along, uh, during my depression, even when I was getting mad at him, even when I was literally cursing at him to leave me alone to stop interfering with my life i want to do things my way i can still see he was still there he's still keeping me safe protecting me from my own stupidity um the uh towards the end of my time in west virginia before i moved to virginia uh to chicago i had just got a full-time job as a radio dj um i was supposed to be an on-air personality in the middays you know really sweet shift uh, you know, going to be, you know, a potential for a huge career and a weekend I get demoted and I get moved over to the AM station because the general manager had a crush on this lady and he wanted to give her that spot. Um, <laughs> so I got moved to the AM station. So what was a demotion was actually a huge blessing because for nearly two years, I worked part time in an AM station that was a solid gospel station. So I sat there at the control board, listening to preachers every day, listening to gospel music every day, listening to gospel programming every day. So even though it was a demotion and it, it really was painful on this side, I see that God was just sitting there just watering those seeds like, all right, Dave, mm. one of these days you're going you're gonna to need this kind of stuff. <laughs> and um, so just seeing his fingerprints and how um, – and here, here's the night that changed my life. It, it was not the end of my depression, but about a year and a half before everything changed, I was driving home from an overnight job. It was late. It was dark. And I, in West Virginia, Virginia, there's a lot of curvy roads, mountainside roads. So I got to this curve where if I'd gone straight, I would go over the side of the cliff, down the cliff. And I knew I could do it because no one would think that was suicide. They think, oh, he just fell asleep on his way home. So there wouldn't be that shame on my family and everything. So I was like, this is it. I can just do it. So I stopped uh, dead at night. Nobody's around. It's like, God, if you don't want me to do this, give me a sign right now. You know, demanding God show himself, do something. Now, pure flicks or Hollywood might say, oh, the sky opened up. Angels came down singing light from the sky. But the total opposite happened got painfully silent it was almost as if and i know god that's not how god works but it's almost as if god withdrew from me mm. and he did it because he knew i would get angry and i got mad at god and i got i was seething and i said all right whatever and in spite of god i went home but i went home that night mm. so god gave me what i needed um you know It'd be nice to think, well, well, if you just give me that miracle of showing up that night, then I wouldn't have had that extra pain. But no, he's like, you're going to you're going to need to do a little more growing before I can start really working on you. So yeah. he, he made me mad. He gave me what I needed in that moment so that I would go home instead of go over that cliff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a couple years later, I'm in Chicago doing a comedy ministry. So, you know, just seeing that transition. And the second question, why is it important? Because I know the hopelessness and the pain and the darkness and the weight of being stuck in depression and being stuck in a place where you can't find value for your life. Mm. And I know firsthand how God can redeem it. I know firsthand how God can turn that all on its ear. And I want more people to see that. I want more people to realize that this isn't all there is. This is 80 years, maybe but there's 10,000, there's a million years to come. So treat this life like ripping off a Band-Aid. It's going to be painful in the moment, but it's going to be so much better once it's over. Uh, not, not, and it's not to dis- discredit or devalue this life, but to not focus so much on the ripping off of the Band-Aid as the end of the world, but to realize there's so much more. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's important for me to share my testimony, to go out there and bring humor to people that might not otherwise experience it so you know those are my answers to those questions yeah that's good brother very powerful very powerful wow dave thank you thank you so much for taking time and 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 chatting it up with us here at the god spot and being so open and just, you know, using your platform that God has given you, because that's what we all have, right? You know, all of us right here, we, this is our platforms and you, you know, using it to the glory of God. And even if it affect, even if it's just one person, just one, you know, we've done good. We've done it right. You know, it's not about, you know, like you said earlier, you said, you know, it's not about having thousands and thousands of people, but if it's, if it just matters to one, and it, then we've done it. Then we've done the right thing. And so I, I thank you and I applaud you. And I know that this isn't the end of our, this is something new. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. So I'm excited. You know, social media, uh, when we first started, uh, we, did it, we did a two-part episode on social media. You know, um, we talked about some of the dangers and stuff. But we did also mention that if social media used properly, it can be a wonderful, wonderful thing. And since starting the God Spot, it has been, it's been a wonderful thing because I've made connections with people that I probably normally wouldn't have been able to come in contact with, you know, physically or whatever. And so I'm, God made technology. And so I'm thanking him for that. So, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's a good thing and I'm having a good time with it. And so I, I thank you. I thank you for, for the invite because you initiated that invite. And so I, I thank you very much. Do we have Rico, any last thoughts? Will any last thoughts or. Oh, except I, I agree with everything that, that was said here, and I do agree that uh, I don't. This me personally, I don't care what nobody says, but Christians can have a good time. Absolutely, yeah. Christians can have fun in the Lord. I mean, Absolutely, we can, you know, we can joke. It's okay to joke and have fun because God gave us joy and smile. We should be smiling as yeah, Christians, right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. If we say the joy of the Lord is upon us, we should be smiling. <laughs> right. Should be smiling and laughing. Even when we go out and have to wear those face masks, we still should be smiling. Our lives, our eyes should be lit up, right? <laughs> as, as Sarah Banks says, you should smize. Smize, yeah, smize. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dave, I'm actually going to include all of your links and everything in our in our bio, you know, in our um, in our description, in our bio, and everything, so people can get contact with you, and especially your email address. That's very powerful. And so, as we always do, um, I'm going to ask Will to pray us out, and we'll just go ahead. Yes. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Father, we thank you, Father God, for your grace and your mercies, Father. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for your joy. Mm -hmm. Your word tells us, Father God, in uh, Psalm 16, 11, Father God, when the fullness, when the fullness of the Spirit comes upon you, there is joy, Father God. Mm -hmm. And that joy, Father God, is just, it's laughter, Father God. It's laughter, it's love, it is it's so much goodness, oh Lord, Father God. We thank you, Father God, because laughter makes us feel good. Mm -hmm. Joy makes us feel good. I know it's not about feeling good, it's about being good in your word, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for being, being close to us, Father God. We thank you for the Spirit to come upon us, Father God. Not only feel us, Father God, but to come upon us, Father God, to do your will, Father God. And Lord, we pray, Father God, we are thanking you, Father God, right now, Father God, is, uh, even in Chicago, Father God, <laughs> your word says that you're omnipresent, Father God. You are everywhere, Lord. And just as Dave is in, in, in Chicago, and I always say that word wrong, but okay. But um, as Dave is in Chicago, Father God, we thank you, Lord. And we're here in California, Lord. It, 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 it's almost like family, Father God, because we are family. Because spirit no spirit, and we thank you, Lord. But right now, we, we, we give it all back to you, Lord. We want to honor you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for the gifts, for the talents that you give each and every one of us, oh Lord. The talent to make people laugh, Father God. The talent to bring joy, Father God, mm -hmm. is, is so much needed, Lord. So I pray right now, Father God, may you, I pray right now a Jabez prayer over oh, David and yes. the ministry right now, Father God. Then yes. May you expand their territories, Father God. May you open the doors, Father God, from every four corners of this earth, Father. We open up the door, I mean, starting right now in, in, in their hometowns, Father God. May somebody see this, Father God, and you, you invent it. You gave knowledge to those who created the internet, who created Father God. You gave knowledge. You gave the blueprints, oh God, for mm. those who, who created Facebook and the things that are going on, Father God. And we pray right now that it is used, Father God, to expand your territory. Yes. Expand the territory, Father God. Expand the territory of joy and love and laughter yes. and comedy, Father God. Because yes. I, I, I see you right now up there laughing, Father mm. God. <laughs> so, Father God, as you laugh, you are, that's a characteristic of Christ. That's a characteristic of our God, Father, because you put it in us, Lord. So we thank you for that characteristic of joy and love, Father God. And may this joy and love, Father God, just flow, Lord, and flow, Father God. May we give you, continue to give you joy, Lord. We praise you, Father God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Dave and Rico, for joining us. It's always, a good, it's always a good time. And so, um, yeah, we're just praying enlarge, enlarge your territory indeed, definitely. And so we're just trusting the Lord to just definitely do that. Yeah. And, and same for you all with the God Spot and for, uh, for Rico and your ministry. And Rico, man, thank you so much for your service. My dad was uh, in Vietnam, <laughs> mil huge military fan. Uh, fan. So thank you for, for your service and all you guys do. You're welcome, brother. My pleasure. And so that's all we have for you this week, guys, at the God Spot. If you want to connect with us, you can reach us at godspot316 at gmail.com or um, 
Follow us over on our Instagram page at Elevated Faith underscore Godspot and at our Facebook page, Elevated Faith. So that's all we have for you this week. Until next time, this is Allie, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Godspot powered by Elevated Faith. Don't forget, for prayer, prayers reports, and daily encouragement, head over to Facebook and like the Elevated Faith Facebook group. The intro and outro song is a song called Let It Go, powered by J Someday Music. Find her on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash jsomday or on Instagram at jsomday. Contact us 24 hours a day via email at gunspot316 at gmail.com. From our family to yours, have a blessed and favored week.